When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Overall, there was only two points in it, but the Bellevue Aces defeated the Sheffield Tigers to become 2022 Premiership champions. Now there's big smiles. Now they can relax. The tension's gone. Mark Levin's a different-looking character. And the Bellevue Aces have won the championship for the first time in 29 years. And we have the actual Premiership trophy on the show. It's alongside Mark Lemon, CEO and team manager of the Bellevue Aces, Bellevue captain Brady Kurtz, and rising star and a rider who was involved in that heat where the deal was sealed and the Aces became champions. Tom Brennan with us on the episode this week to look back on that fantastic evening in Sheffield on Thursday night. So not to be for Sheffield in the league but the league cup could be a step closer they've got a big lead heading into the second leg of their clash against the Kingsland Stars at Olerton on Thursday and we'll have a look back at the Olympique at Wolverhampton as well all this and more to come on this week's episode of No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Welcome along, certainly one for the Aces fans this week and apologies in advance to uh, the fans of any other team because it is very much Bellevue heavy as they ended a 29-year wait for a top flight title as they were crowned Premiership champions with a gripping grand final victory over Sheffield. The Aces were beaten 50-40 at Olerton on Thursday but successfully defended their 12-point advantage gained in Manchester, sealing the crown with a 3-3 in the penultimate race when Tom Brennan Norik Bladorn kept Tigers skipper Kyle Howarth at the back. Heat number 14 is with us. He lights on, takes her up and around the way. They go roaring into the first corner. And Sedgman's gone wide. He's left the door wide open. And both the Bellevue boys come charging through. Howarth is at the back. This is looking fabulous for the Bellevue Aces. They're on the 5-1. Certainly Tom Brennan out in front. Bladorn there in second place. Here comes Sedgman now. Round the outside. Can he respond now? Brilliant effort from Sedgman. He's down the back straight. Yeah, this is a great ride from Justin Sedgman, putting every single thing he's got into it. The uh, outside not working quite so effectively on turns three and four, but he's there now. But it's down to Kyle Howarth. He's got to find a way past. He has indeed. Sedgman's ridden out of his skin to get to the front, but it's still not enough. Not with the Bellevue pair packing in for second and third. They understand the position. One massive lap in the grand final to go in heat number 14. Sedgman out in front with the Bellevue Aces with a six-point advantage coming into heat 14. It's looking like it's going to be their championship. Sedgman's out in front, but the Bellevue Aces are there. What a night of speedway. What a championship. And many congratulations to the Bellevue Aces. The 2022 Premiership is theirs. Yeah, they've weathered the mid-meeting storm. They've weathered the uh, taking all of the pressure. We can see what it means to those youngsters. And, uh, well, that's the engine room. They've done the job. Fantastic speedway tonight. Sheer joy for the Aces. They've been so close 
in previous seasons. They've managed to get to four finals in the last seven years, but they've come up short. But tonight, it belongs to them. They had the 12 point lead coming into the night, and it got awfully close with the Sheffield Tigers coming back at them really hard. But in the end, Heat 11 and the 5 1 there with the exclusion to Michelac certainly was crucial in the outcome of this. Now there's big smiles, now they can relax, the tension's gone. Mark Lemon's a different looking character. And the Bellevue Aces have won the championship for the first time in 29 years. Finally then, it's happened for the Bellevue Aces. 29-year wait, and finally they are league champions. So on the podcast this week, bit of a Bellevue fest. And uh, apologies in advance to supporters of any other side, because it is fairly Bellevue heavy. Uh, we've got the Bellevue captain, Brady Kurtz. We've got Tom Brennan with us. And we've also got CEO and team manager of the Bellevue Aces, Mark Lemon. And Mark, last time you were on, you were sat next to some silverware because uh, you were sat next to the Speedway of Nations trophy. Uh, this time, as we connect up with you, you're sat next to the British Speedway Premiership Trophy. Um, must be nice to have that uh, that baby sat next to you right now, though. Yeah, sure, And Can we book you in about this time next year as well? And then maybe there's a- every, every time I connect, there's a trophy. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, we're absolutely delighted uh, in Manchester to, to finally, you know, after 29 years of hurt and disappointment and, and wait, it's, it's over. Um, it's been a lot that's gone into not just to getting to this point, but, you know, obviously we've got a fantastic new stadium that was built in 2016 with the help of the City Council um, and all the guys and the, the stadium operators. It's it's just been a real journey. Um, and to be honest, I just didn't think this was ever going to come. We've had four, we're in the fourth final in the last sort of uh, six years or if you, you know, seven years if you want to count COVID. But uh, to finally win it, it's, um, it feels quite surreal, to be honest. The last time we spoke, you, you were hopeful. You, you, you fancied your chances and there was no reason to, to doubt otherwise. But it was always that question of, can they do it now? Is this wait for a title finally going to end? Because I, I know that you, you sort of felt that it, it was never going to end at one point. But now it has ended. You are champions. You now start from a completely different position for next year, don't you? You go into the next year as league champions and all those question marks of... Can Bellevue win a, win a title now? They're all put to bed. Yeah, the, as the saying goes, the monkey's off the back now. You know, we've finally we've, we've lifted that crown. Uh, and, you know, to, to think, uh, you know, it could have been done maybe in 2015. We lost by a point to pull. Um, but I, I guess, you know, my first year as a manager, um, you know, people can say it was naive or whatever it was, and we, we, we only fluked it. But uh, I think the, the consistency that we've been there year in, year out, um, Proved dividends that uh, were worthy of probably a success, but you know we didn't we didn't reach it, and I, I think probably you know, we we lost against Wolverhampton and they you know, richly deserved that that one, um, you know because they it was a bit of a whooping down at their place, and it was just too much to call back. But um, last year really hurt. I think losing Brady Kurtz on the eve of the finals um, was just the, the catalyst that sort of you know, was amongst the pigeons that um, didn't allow us to, to, to achieve that that, that success. So to this year to get so close and then lose Max Frick on the eve of the, the playoffs, you know, we did everything possible to make sure that we can we go to, you know, go to full strength uh, into this year's playoffs, which we did. And, uh, well, to this guy that's uh, also on our call here now with uh, Tom Brennan. And just tell us about Tom, first of all, because 
we've seen him rise through the ranks of Speedway, but for the for the first rising star to make it into the main body of a team and and hold his own, and not just at number two in in that grand final, of course, at Sheffield at number four, a, a slightly different position with things having to be juggled around a little bit, and really now. I think you can say you graduated from Rising Star, haven't you, Tom? But uh, we'll see what Mark thinks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's, 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 it's classic. Like Tom's one of the first riders to actually become the five-star uh, pro status, um, you know, guys uh, to come through the system. Yeah, and it's, it's ironic because uh, you know, Tom sort of came into 2000, uh, probably 19. Um, you know, obviously after a massive injury with his, um, you know, femur, broken femur, which is you know. Pretty devastating for many Spiro riders to endure at any particular time of their career, let alone at the, the early stage. Uh, and, and Tom, you know, he was actually the last chosen rising star rider. You know, all the teams were full up. Um, Bellevue had the second last choice, and Wolverhampton chose Tom Bacon, um, you know, knowing that uh, we were left for the last, um, you know, to, just to, through to the pecking order of the, what we finished the year before. Um, so that's why we were the last, turned out to be the last choice. And, um, you know, Tom obviously was on the radar and, you know, we're delighted to, to bring Tom into the team, but he was very raw and naive. Um, and I said, coming off, you know, a, a massive injury, probably hadn't shown the sort of the, the form that, you know, he should have kept on progressing with. And that was a setback in his career. And the the commitment, the sort of the resolve that this young man has shown um, through the course of just not particularly then in the recent times of losing his mum and to, to carry on and show it like such a, inner power of strength and, and, and ability to, to go out there and compete at the highest level. And the pressure probably on in the playoff in the grand final, go out and hit 14 to win it, knowing the fact he's being in two grand finals, losing in that losing race. I, I don't know how he, he managed it, but he's, he's certainly got some pretty um, stealthy and sort of um, you know, high credentials and um, worthy contributes that he brings to the game. And t- Tom, to you, and that leads us perfectly on, actually, really, because um, last time we spoke, which was only a few weeks ago, really, wasn't it, that y- you were saying how um, you know you hadn't really forgotten what it was like to lose last year. You were in that race, and as, as Lemo said, you were in the previous couple of races, actually, where it was all decided, and, and you've seen the the opposition celebrating and. And you're not part of that. That you, you, it's almost like that you, you're not there. Nobody's interested in in you. They're only interested in the winners. And you were determined for that not to happen again. So kind of poetic, really, that you should find yourself in the heat, and you should be one of the riders along with Norick to to actually seal the deal, seal that that moment, and and set off the celebrations this time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, last year last year was obviously devastating for us. I mean, we obviously worked really, really hard to kind of get into the final, and then obviously we managed, um, and then uh, and then O'Brady obviously um, got uh, got injured, which was obviously which was obviously a massive hurt to us. Um, so we obviously went went into the final kind of obviously the best we could, well, with the uh, with the uh, circumstances we had, and uh, we obviously fought all all the way. But as soon as we crossed the line, obviously he uh, hit a number fourteen, and obviously realised that obviously Peterborough won. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously never really felt that before. I mean, I had uh, I had uh, the same situation with uh, with the Glasgow last year. I mean, obviously crossing the line, third place, and obviously that that was the uh, the uh, league done. So obviously, finally for uh, for a Bellevue to obviously come away with a win. Now and um, same as what same as what Lemo said. I mean, it was obviously such a almost almost like a relief. I mean, as soon as we sort of seen all the fans, all the um, all of the uh, supporters, all of the um, all of the management sort of rush out, we obviously knew that it had uh, had um, come true. So obviously for me, it was obviously a um, a um, fantastic feeling. Obviously me and uh, 
me and Norwich being able to sort of like obviously do it in our race was even better. I mean, we obviously sort of started at, um, at, a, at a reserve together, so we obviously get on pretty well off the track. So that was good. It was uh, it was one of those moments I definitely never never obviously forget. And, and watching the footage, you can see that after you've finished the race, maybe you're checking checking with Norwich. Is that it? Have we actually done it? Because there seemed to be this moment before you really started celebrating of just checking that <laughs> to confirm it in your mind that that was actually it. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things. I mean, we obviously had like an idea, obviously before the heat, obviously what we had to do, but it wasn't sort of said directly, you know, to try and keep the pressure off us. I mean, obviously Lamo does a good job at that. He doesn't didn't like didn't like come up to us and say, you know, you have to do this. He said, but you know, just be sensible and obviously trying to trying to just stay like a three three. And uh, for us, that's all we had to do. And as soon as I crossed the line, I sort of had this feeling that we'd done it. But it was sort of you know until I sort of seen everyone sort of run out and obviously it sort of all all, uh, all sort of planted that for me. So no, it was it was obviously funny because Norwich's Norwich's such a great character as well, and we obviously were both sort of confused. And then as soon as we seen everyone run out, he he obviously just exploded, and obviously so did I. So it was uh, it was uh, it was definitely a very special moment. So and obviously coming round that back straight after you've won the race, and and you could see the where the Bellevue fans were on that third and fourth turn. You could obviously see the celebrations going on there, and probably that confirmed it in your mind. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, obviously, Bellevue, Bellevue supporters. I mean, I, I actually don't know what it is, but as soon as they kind of get into the playoffs, it seems a whole other level. And I've, I've, I've never sort of been a part of a meeting like that at Sheffield before. Um, it felt, it felt, it felt very intense, but it also felt very. Um, I'm not, not, uh, not, not sure how to, how to put it, but it was, uh, it was definitely an AM, AM experience. Obviously, those guys, those guys know how to celebrate, and it was obviously such a fantastic feeling to kind of see all the smile, to see all the hurt that they've obviously gone through the last, well, 29 years or obviously whatever it is, um, was something that's crazy because uh, for me, obviously, I can understand somewhat, but obviously, I wasn't even born obviously with the last time on the league, so it was kind of, it was one of those things that. As soon as I seen the emotion, I seen obviously all of the um all of the kind of happiness come out. It was uh, it was definitely very special, and I think same as what same as what Lemo said. I mean, these guys have been working really really hard all year, obviously behind the scenes as well as us riders. And um yeah, for us to for us to finally do it, for us to kind of put all put all that behind us, and obviously ce- celebrate the way we did, and obviously we definitely celebrated, which was uh, which was absolutely fantastic. So. I mean, we'll have, to see, we'll have to see what the end of season do brings, but uh, <laughs> we may be a little bit. Well, I was going to say, was there a party afterwards? So, how, how, what happened after the stadium? Well, I mean, I, I don't know how I uh, don't know how um, um, Lemo's uh, Lemo's uh, wallet felt after it, but it, it was <laughs> it was one of those things. It was it was awesome. I mean, we obviously all went up to the bar afterwards and did all that did all that sort of stuff. We have celebrated um, obviously as much as we could, and obviously not not a. Uh, not too sure if the um if the um Sheffield kind of fans sort of appreciate that as much as what we did, but it was it was, it was one of those things. It was uh, you know, we had every right to, and it was uh, it was um really really good. So I know for us, it's now obviously looking on to I believe it's two or three weeks time to end the season do, and we can uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Matty and uh, and uh, Jai and Brady and everyone will be kind of going a bit crazy there. So it'll be, it'll be funny. Yeah, well you can you can let your hair down at those kind of events, can't you? And yeah. knowing that all your your riding is probably done by then, and you, but you've still got one or two little missions still to go. Looking at that final fixture though it, it wasn't without yeah. its drama you were involved in some of the key talking points certainly some of the points that, that Simon Stead's talking about um, and maybe Heat 3 being the one where you had that coming together with, with Adam Ellis Adam Ellis was excluded um, yeah. obviously Simon Stead not particularly happy about that with regards to the referee and, and maybe thinking that it, it maybe yeah. should have either been all all four back or or maybe you should have been the one being being kicked out of that yeah. race. What how did you see it? 
Um, so first of all, I am not I am not going to comment on any referee and anything like that because I know that I know they're sort of I'm not suggesting you should. That. But, uh, no, for me it's um, <laughs> no for me it's uh, the only thing I will say about about other two meetings the um the uh, the um, referee was uh was um, very very um very um consistent with obviously their uh, with their calls. I mean there was what two or three instances that 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 like were home in a way and obviously she was she was very very consistent with that so for me there's always going to be results that obviously people wish they changed and obviously for the better in in, in um in um in um any sport so for us it's the meeting's done now we obviously did the best we could there's obviously some decisions that yeah, are questionable but it's done now and uh bellevue are the um are the um deserved champions and uh you know we can obviously come back come back uh, next year and hopefully we can go and uh gonna do it again but obviously for me to kind of sit here and obviously try and uh, dissect every you know all the all of the calls we can be going around in circles so there's obviously going to be guys that are going to be in for it or out of it but uh no for me it was very uh very uh very consistent and uh i think uh i think as a uh as a rider and obviously part part of a team that's all you really ask for you are now a premiership league champion that can never be taken away from you and, and as lemo touched on it has been a a big year for you both personally and professionally and, and, and not all good, of course. And, and I think for everything you've achieved, despite everything you've been going through off the track, is you know, a huge testament to you. But on the track, you know, you've come close to success with Glasgow. That one didn't quite work out. But now you have finally got some silverware, league title silverware um, at the Bellevue Aces. And um, that's got to be a good feeling now taking that forward. Yeah, massive, obviously, achievement. I mean, obviously, for me, same as what uh, same as what Lemo said, I mean, I obviously come into the 2021 season a little bit of an unknown. I hadn't I hadn't really proven myself at all. Um, so I was sort of taken, taken as it was in uh, Lemo. And obviously, everyone behind the scenes at, uh, at Bellevue definitely put a lot of trust in me. And... For me, it was obviously really nice to see because I obviously struggled, struggled a little bit to start with. I kind of had like flashes of good, and but I also had flashes of absolute dreadful, you know. So it was kind of, it was kind of a little bit in between. And for me, I'm obviously really, really grateful to have that opportunity with um with a Bellevue and obviously progressing, obviously learn the way I have. And for me to finally get the title with them feels uh feels feels uh, really special because obviously without uh without having that obviously amazing track every single weekend to go race on, I I I am I am definitely where I am now. So. For me, it's uh, it, it was it was a massive accomplishment. So yeah, to obviously sit here and obviously say that we're now league champions, and obviously I was um I was a part of that team that obviously finally did it. Uh, feels absolutely amazing. And yeah, obviously Glasgow, Glasgow is the same sort of thing. I mean, Glasgow also have obviously treated me really well, and there's obviously a very good setup there. And that's a lot of hard working. Um, unfortunately, obviously never uh, never paid off this year. And Due to due to a lot of things, really. I mean, I, I can obviously talk about it all day, but uh, no, those guys obviously want to win, and and they will do everything to win. So, uh, so it was definitely was definitely disappointing this year, but I'm sure we'll come back hopefully next year, and obviously go and uh, go and do the job then. You're listening to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Brady Kurtz, the Bellevue captain, joining us soon. And uh, we're on with Tom Brennan and the Aces CEO and team manager, Mark Lemon. Let's just pause for a moment to hear from the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead, who was speaking after his side slipped to a a narrow two-point defeat at the hands of the Bellevue Aces. And uh, he's speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, steady, just a, a two-point defeat on aggregates in the end. Uh, you can really tell everyone's got it, and, and rightly so. Yeah, we were robbed tonight, I think. Um, you know, some of the refereeing decisions over the course of uh, the two legs, in my opinion, has been horrendous. And 
ultimately, that's that's what's cost us. Uh, I can't ask any more from the boys. They they give it absolutely everything, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, we've been robbed. Uh, the the Sheffield fans have been robbed as a, a at least a, a grand finale in Heat 15 because it could have quite easily gone down to that. And I would have been quite happy seeing the lads battle out for. Um, for, for, for the win and I would have taken it on the chin at that point if we if we weren't good enough but I felt we were and uh, it's just like I said it's just some poor decisions that have gone against us and, and that's ultimately what's cost us If you don't mind if we can just look at them individually heat number three when Adam Ellis was excluded I, th- I think that's the first one you're referring to Yeah just, just <laughs> it's a it's a it's a league championship final uh, premiership final and um, you know racing is going to be hard Tom, Tom went down went down easily um, and I think uh, that was that was the first poor decision um, track was a little bit wet maybe Tom got caught out but he went down really easily and uh, that was the first disappointing decision of the night but um, yeah and it just just got worse didn't it yeah he number 11 Toby just about getting his nose in front and uh, then Brady coming down so your, your verdict on that one um, again, I, th- I think uh, Toby had done all the hard work and actually he had got his nose in front. So at that point, he's commanding the race. Uh, and once he's commanding the race, um, he can really go in with it. I-, I don't think Toby went into him. Um, I think actually Brady tried to close a door that was already being left open and, and Toby had exploited. So, um, yeah, uh, those two were, were, were probably the worst. Like you say, it's a, a real shame we've spent a couple of minutes reflecting on some key decisions there because it has been a, a cracking grand final, just two points between the two sides in the end. Well, I, I did say that to Christina on the on the phone when I when I rang, and it's 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 a shame that so much of this grand final has been been um, left talking about refereeing decisions. I, I just I asked Christina just to let the lads go out and do their thing and and, and let them fight out for the places, but. Unfortunately, um, yeah, we're, we're still talking about Christina. How hard is it to take, obviously, when the boys have worked so hard, it all comes down to these these couple of nights in, in the space of uh, four days as well. How hard is it to, to take when you can't quite grab your hands on that trophy? Oh, well, we're all disappointed, but uh, but the the meeting's been and gone now and, it, and it's finished. And I think what we have done is given a really good account of ourselves. Uh, I think uh, the majority of people will feel like we've, been you know unlucky in, in, in some of the decisions that, that have happened and ultimately if you if you stack those points up we would have been good enough to win so um, I think we, we've done ourselves proud I hope the, the fans are proud of us I'm proud of the lads and uh, we've now got a cup final to look forward to yeah, and just finally as you say that's one mere consolation I guess still some silverware up for grabs which this bunch of uh, riders thoroughly deserve yeah we deserve it but that, as has as been shown tonight doesn't mean that you're going to get it so we know that Kingsland are going to be a tough task home away uh, but we'll be giving our best shot and let's hope that we can finish this season with some silverware well, Sheffield are firmly in control of that uh, League Cup final, so maybe a chance of some silverware for Simon Stead's men as yet. More about that later, though. Back to the playoff final from last week. Um, we've got the Bellevue team manager and CEO, Mark Lemon, with us. Uh, Mark, um, 
Simon Stead there saying that um, Sheffield were robbed and the refereeing decisions, some of the refereeing decisions were horrendous in Simon's words. Um, do you agree? <laughs> and um, and what's your thoughts on some of those decisions that you know, really changed the course of the uh, of, of the meeting, of course, and uh, certainly you could argue helped Bellevue out? Yeah, I mean, the referee always comes under criticism. Whether it, uh, they make when they make a decision, it would have been great if they didn't have to make a decision. They could just uh, adjudicate the, the, the meeting as and and as it turns out to be, you know, thirty heats of a grand final without actually being needed to make a call. But unfortunately, it was racing. It was you know, it was intense. Uh, it was tough. It was probably one of the toughest meetings of the season. Um, it was brutal. The boys were out there. They they laid it on the line, and they weren't given an inch. And uh, that's why the uh, the referee had to intervene on a, a few occasions. But you know, I, I've gone back and 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 uh, sort of looked through and you know, monitored the whole meetings, uh, reviewed them all. Um, and yeah, you know, I might you know you might say because we won, but I think Christina did a pretty good job. Um, and I, I don't think really there's too many instances there she got wrong. I think maybe that maybe Heat um, Heat Ten was it um, at, uh, at Sheffield uh, with um, uh, no Heat Four, sorry Heat Four. Well, he three actually. Let me, let me get this right. With Tom, yeah, that could have been all four. You know, probably you know that decision. And actually, I thought it was going to be all four. But you know, when you look look at the, the video and the footage, you know, Adam does move twice out when there's no one on the inside. So he really had no reason to keep going wide uh, when everyone was actually turning left. So at the end of the day, that was her decision. That was probably could have been a, quite an easy get out to say all four. But the rest of them, I think she pretty much nailed. And Christina Turnbull, one of the most experienced referees. She's one of the only two British referees who referee Grand Prix. So it's 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 not like she's she's new at the job. She's very experienced and used to, as I say, dealing with Grand Prix um, level meetings. Uh, Brady Kurtz, captain of the operation, has uh, has joined us now, and uh, he's joining us from Poland as it uh, as it is with Jetset uh, International Speedway Lifestyle. Congratulations, Brady. You've, uh, you're, you're a winning, title-winning captain for the Bellevue Aces. You're going to go down in history. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something pretty cool to hear. I think the, it was definitely well-earned by the club. We had such a great team and a great manager in Lemo, and um, I'm glad we actually managed to pull it off in the end. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's in the books now, so yeah, we'll, enjoy, we'll enjoy it while, while it lasts. Yeah, Defo. Now you were involved in one of those uh, one of those incidents as well that uh, certainly Simon Stead wasn't particularly uh, happy about. Um, Heat eleven, Tobias Musilak got uh, excluded, of course. But you were uh, you were involved in that heat. What, um, what did you think about that? I think when it comes down to the final, there's always a whole lot of if, muts, and maybes and you know you can you can go through every heat and say this could have happened and that could have happened but at the at the end of the day it's it finished how it did and and that's that's all it wrote really i think the whole final was tough racing there was a lot of exclusions a lot of crashes and uh yeah i think everyone was 100 percent committed to their to their team and to try and win the final and that's what there's going to be crashes and incidents and uh yeah everyone just had to deal how they're how their cards were dealt and uh yeah tell us about the fans brady because they were out in force at, at sheffield well and at bellevue of course but at sheffield making a noise i don't think the sort of noise that we don't 
often hear at a Speedway Stadium, chanting like it was a football match. And I know you're used to this in Poland quite a bit, but great to hear at a, at a British Speedway Stadium. I think we could do with more of that. But they were there saying that they, they were the eighth man. You asked for that and, and they delivered, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen anything like that in England, that's for sure. The the Bellevue fans were incredible. The I definitely didn't expect that that kind of turnout. And even before the meeting started, all you could hear was the Bellevue fans chanting. And uh, I think that just showed how much how much this final meant to them. And they they really wanted it just as much as us riders and and the whole club did. So it's it's pretty cool that they did turn out in such force. And and we managed to hold the trophy high for them. So I think it was just a it was a good night for Speedway and for for Bellevue. And hopefully hopefully it's looking good for the future. There's one guy who isn't with us at this moment, but was a, a key driving force and pretty much unbeaten throughout the yeah, throughout a grand final, which I, I don't think's been done very regularly. In in Robert Lambert, a lot's been made of the of the signing, of course. But what a signing to have in your team! I don't think any any supporter would would say no to having him in their team, shall we say? But he delivered the goods, didn't he? And Brady, first, obviously, you've been riding with him, and, and obviously you've you've spent plenty of time with him on the international circuit, I suppose, as well in in Poland, either racing with him or against him. But um, what a, what a rider to have uh, in at number one. Yeah, absolutely. Me and Robert have done a lot of racing together over the years. You know, we've done under-21 together and uh, come through all the way in Premier League and now in this league. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really disappointing to lose Max, I think. he's Everyone seems to forget that he is also a Grand Prix rider and a very good British League rider and who is one of the best to, to go around our track for sure. And uh, it's a shame he wasn't there to, to hold the trophy up with me. But if, if not him, then there was definitely no better person than Robert and uh, yeah he absolutely done his job and uh, yeah we can't thank him enough for what he did and he was definitely played a massive part in it and uh, yeah a rider of his caliber he, uh, he definitely didn't disappoint and it was nice to recognise all those other riders and, and have them on the, the podium there on, on, on Thursday as much as possible with Charles Wright and, and, and Jai Etheridge, you know, all the riders and um, and, and Connor Bailey as well, the, the number eight. So it was great that everybody was all part of that team and, uh, and, and, and got to be involved in the celebrations where they could. Yeah, absolutely. There was no, there's no one, one rider in that team, that's for sure. It was everyone done their job and they all played a part throughout the season and Without any of them, we probably wouldn't have been able to do the do the whole job. So it's definitely, like I said, the same about Max. It was a shame for for Charles and Jai to not to not get their start in the final, but uh, they were also massive parts of the entire season and getting us to the final. And uh, they were there on the night and supported us as much as they could and helped out where they could. So that just shows, I think, what a what a good solid team we did have for the for the entire season. Bellevue Aces team captain Brady Kurtz with us this week on No Breaks, No Fear, along with Bellevue team manager and CEO Mark Lemon and Tom Brennan as well. Three aces all involved on this week's episode and more Bellevue chat uh, in the next part. While it was disappointment for Sheffield last week, they could be winning silverware this week as they take a healthy lead into the second leg of the Premiership Knockout Cup final uh, this Thursday at Ollerton. We'll also look ahead to the championship league final as well which is taking place between the pool pirates and the leicester lions at the end of this week friday and saturday we'll hear from nick morris and ben cook in a while 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And if you are looking for another sporting podcast to uh, get your teeth into, well, all manner of sports are catered for if you search out the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football, basketball, baseball, athletics, hockey, motor racing, NFL, and indeed more Speedway as well. Uh, with the Humans of Speedway podcast, there's another one to check out. Um, have a look at that and many more at sport social social.co.uk right now we're in discussion with um the title winning bellevue aces team manager and ceo mark lemon who sat alongside that uh, glorious trophy um also we've got uh, brady kurtz the bellevue aces team captain and tom brennan and um whilst the job might be done in the league there's more speedway silverware to be won and the bellevue aces are still in the running for the premiership pairs which is going to return next week now we've had uh, details confirmed that the next round the fifth round will take place next tuesday at leicester now this was the sheffield round of course there was to be a round at, at each track sheffield's initially was uh, was rained off earlier in the season uh, and there's no availability at Olerton because there's another event happening in the car park and um can't get into Holton uh, at, at a time when there would be a race night so there's no availability left at Olerton. however with the same promotion being involved at Leicester. That round has been moved to Leicester's Paul Chapman and Sons Arena, and that is going to be next Tuesday, 7.30, for round five of the Premiership pairs. And then the final round will be at the National Speedway Stadium next Thursday. That's the 27th of October for the very final round of uh, the Premiership Pairs tournament. And um, it'll be a bit of a homecoming for the Bellevue Aces as well because they won the title on the road at Olderton and they've not been back to Bellevue's uh, National Speedway Stadium since. So for any fans who weren't at Olderton, or indeed the ones that were, another chance to see that uh, Premiership trophy paraded uh, around the uh, around the stadium and um, great for the fans to be able to uh, meet the heroes and, and say well done one final time before the season ends and um, the fixture itself the premiership pairs uh, sets itself up to be a great way to end the season with uh, some of the best riders in the league all on show as well that's i think that's uh it's actually kind of cool that we do get to go and ride at bellevue again you know it's a little bit it's a bit of a shame that you win the league and it's not actually at your track with your fans and uh yeah, it'll definitely be nice to, to go back to the National Speedway Stadium. Hopefully the fans turn out in force again and, uh, yeah, we can have our little homecoming of glory, and if you might. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we might even finish it off with a win in, win in the Bears as well. It's still possible to win it. You can still win this title, and I think a lot of fans are writing this off. But you have two two barnstormers, and uh, we don't know what, what sort of lineups the other teams are going to put out, but you, you're still there and... And, and thereabouts with a couple of decent performances, so it's 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 there to be taken, isn't it? Um, Lemo, talk to us about the the pairs. Have you have you made any decisions yet on who will be representing the Aces in that? Uh, no, I haven't. Obviously, Brady will, will definitely be there, and Tom. Um, so 
uh, just working on, on the next member of the team. So um, obviously I've only just got confirmation through of the uh, the Tuesday date um, just now. So I'll go back to the drawing board and speak to the boys and work out that final member. But um, you know we're, we're, we've obviously got a, you know an uphill battle, um, but the boys are capable of it. And obviously to finish off big at home would be fantastic. But like you said, to have the homecoming to, to show, showcase that the you know this, this trophy here uh, in front of our home fans, because obviously we didn't get to do that on Thursday. Um, would just be just the icing on the cake, you know, and you know, it's obviously you, you go into sometimes going into the season and you, you don't get that opportunity. So um, I'm hopefully that they'll all come down and support us and, and you know cheer on the boys and uh, we'll have the whole team there and uh, to, to celebrate. So it's going to be a good night. Yeah, it should be a great evening, and if, certainly if you can get those fans back in, in in good voice for one final hurrah, and and, and as well, you know, with the, with the pairs, a, a great chance to see some of the best riders in from across the league one final time to round off the season, a nice way to end the season. Yeah, I think the pairs uh, competition has probably gone a little bit under the radar, really. It's like the racing has just been out of this world. Um, you know, it's covered on BSN, so it's live stream, so it can be seen anywhere. But um, the racing has been really good. And obviously some of the winners, you know, we've, Ipswich is the only team that's actually won their home round. Um, so hopefully we can emulate that. But it's, it's just been a great concept and I'm surprised it hasn't been supported um, you know, a lot, lot more. Um, but obviously it's in its uh, first year of um, you know, starting this competition and hopefully we can expand on it next year. Now, obviously, we know what uh, Bellevue can do around Sheffield, but you'll be heading to Leicester for the next round, which will be on Tuesday. Um, obviously, a, a change to the to the advertised venue, but um, Leicester, a, a track that Premiership teams will be visiting again next season. So uh, nice to, to maybe get a start there for the fans and see some Premiership standard riders uh, on display for, for the Leicester faithful but um, Brady for, for the riders and Leicester a track that you will have ridden of course plenty in, in the past but it'll probably have been a while I imagine will it? Uh, you will not have been, recently but, yeah. a lot, but a lot of times previously I raced for Poole for yeah. uh, however many years when Leicester were in the league and I actually quite like the Leicester track so I'm looking forward to it coming back and uh, yeah I think the pairs round will be, will be good there yeah, and so that's going to be um, on the Tuesday, and then back at uh, Bellevue on the Thursday, and then that that'll be the season complete. Will it be for for all all of you? Is, have you got any other meetings there, Brady or, or Tom? Beyond that, no, that'll be that'll be all done and dusted for me. So looking to go out with a win. Yeah, and what about yeah? Are you going back yeah, to Australia, I... Brady? I will be. Yeah, I'm not exactly too sure when. I'm not in too much of a hurry to run off, but it won't be too long in the in the near future, I think. Yeah, I know some of the Aussies are like literally after their last meeting, they're on the on the plane the next day. Oh, yeah, I think Sedgie's doing that. Oh, isn't he? Yeah. Sed- Justin Sedgman's doing his last yeah. meeting and he's off. Like, <laughs> I think uh, I've got, I'll try and sort out as much as I can for next year, so then I don't have to come back too early. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these a lot of, a lot of the Australians you know, come October have pretty much got one foot on the plane anyway. <laughs> when it starts getting dark and cold, they're, they're halfway there. To be honest, I think we're all would rather be with you, but just we haven't got the visa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Tom what's your winter plans how do you keep yourself busy when the season's done um, well to be honest normally it's trying to find the trying to find like, the best job I can I mean trying to trying to like trying to keep myself busy obviously during the winter and uh, whatever whatever sort of comes about I try and take but maybe this year might be a little bit different I mean obviously you have to try and get all the trying to trying to get kind of Poland sorted as well which would be kind of kind of fun because we were kind of like my first year kind of properly doing that hopefully and having to get the bikes ready and all that sort of stuff so that'll be kind of fun um but no I mean other than that we're going to we're going to Barbados other than that where are we like, saying trying to what's that <laughs> where are we saying 
Yeah, where are we staying? <laughs> yeah, Lemo's actually. Man, man, us, man. Uh, we're all in Biden, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but no, other than that, I mean, and then it'll be before we know it, as soon as uh, as soon as uh, Christmas is over, we then obviously start and uh, start and training and obviously start practicing again. So building yeah, bikes back up, and, and with Poland, yeah. are you looking at like what the, the the top league or the the first division, or you're not sure? Well, I was with Ravich last season, which was my first kind of like I was so sort often of on there, you know, which was which was a great learning experience for me. And obviously, Poland, I mean, I mean, Brady will say as well, it's 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 it's, it's completely different to kind of how it's sort of run here. I, I I believe anyway, um, it's 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 like a it almost seems like a complete different sport. It's kind of it's kind of a little bit strange there. Um, so it's kind of. Definitely to try and get as much meetings as as as, uh, um, as I can there will be great. And, and and next season it's it's looking like hopefully like I am I am League One club, but we'll have to kind of see and obviously wait until all the, the all the all the kind of funny stuff is all sorted out. But hopefully, I mean, like I I obviously just want to try and be there as much as I can and trying to get as much race in it as I can abroad. So kind of push me on a little bit more as well. And have you got any idea of your destinations yet, Brady, or are you still working on it? Uh, we'll have to see when the transfer window opens. <laughs> Says with a glint in his eye. And what about you, Mark? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 sometimes the the problem with having a successful team can can also then make things more difficult the following year. And we've seen that with Peterborough, and they had a title winning team, and it was not so easy for them to to follow that up, particularly at the hands of Bellevue <laughs> at the start of the season, where they had a baptism of fire. Let's be honest, but. I, are you looking to re- retain as as um, much of the the current form of the team as as possible? And obviously, there's AGMs and there's points limits and things to take into account. But are you, are you hopeful you can retain the majority of your team? Well, I think yeah. When you have a successful team, the last thing you want to do is break it up. Um, so yes, quite rightly, I'd like to keep the majority of the boys. But you know, we're waiting to hear what uh, we have to uh, build our teams to and get get on to with building that. Uh, it's never a nice time this time of the season for you know for a promoter, manager, or, or a rider for that fact because you just want to contract, you know, sign in, in place so you can sort of you know get on with your winter. Um, so yeah, it's just a, an awkward period. But uh, I, as a manager, I've never rushed um, building a team, and I don't you know sort of plan to change that sort of ethos. Um, but you know, I'd like to think what we've, with the culture that we've, we've got at Bellevue that a lot of the riders will want to come back um, and, and maybe some you know obviously want to join us, but. Um, it puts us in a good position, but yeah, I think the challenge is now is obviously focus on 2023 to, to retain the title and go back to back. Um, not going to be easy, uh, but you know, I think said the last half a dozen years we've been you know there or thereabouts, so um, I can't see any reason why that won't be any different. But um, yeah, it brings new challenges. But uh, you know, obviously, you know, operating out of the, the National Speedway Stadium has its other challenges. You know, to make it viable and sustainable and put a strategic plan in place um, you know, that the city council are happy with. But yeah, we have lots of challenges, but uh, you know, it's, the work just continues and uh, it just doesn't stop here and we can't sort of rest on our laurels. We've just got to keep uh, grinding away. Looking at the bigger picture, and probably with your CEO hat on, um, the subject of a Grand Prix at the National Speedway Stadium is, is always coming up. Um, there was talk about it in the Speedway Star a few weeks ago and how uh, Discovery are looking to obviously expand their offering of Grand Prix and um, Bradford was being talked about as a potential venue, um, not least with the, the capacity that, that Bradford would have, say, over the National Speedway Stadium. But um, work now is 
under underway to to try and, and and bring a Grand Prix to the National Speedway Stadium at some point. We believe. Can can you update us on that and 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 where you're at with that, and if that's something that's that's likely to happen anytime soon? Oh, we'd be delighted to host a Grand Prix. We've made that very clear. Um, you know, obviously the Bradford, the BSBA board members went to Bradford, and that sort of pretty much fell in a heap. It's sort of a bit a bit annoying, really, when you, you think we've got such a good stadium here that they they go to a club that's not even running. Um, so. Uh, we, we, we'd probably need a, a long-term agreement with uh, Discovery Sports to make that possible. So that's really over to the directors to see if they can come up with something like a, a decent plan. Um, but yeah, Grand Prix Manchester, that would be an absolute you know, feather in our cap. We've hosted big uh, FIM meetings with the, the Spirit of Nations. Uh, and I see no, no reason why you know, we can't host a, a Grand Prix Manchester. So there's just a lot of work to go on behind the backgrounds to make it you know sort of viable really because um you know discovery sports i, I don't think they are uh, their packages are quite you know cheap and um you know would uh we'll see okay well uh, we'll watch this space uh, sounds good uh lemma for you the uh, the pressure off now then for, and uh, maybe you can enjoy the rest of the season but looking back i mean um, it was a, a a great evening on on thursday for uh, for speedway and for and for bellevue uh, speedway hello. It was just a cracker of a grand final. I'm like, yeah, like we've, I, you know, I, as a manager, I've been there three times, and it's horrible. It really is horrible. It, it's it sucks basically. Um, and you know, you, you're trying to like, you know, sort of claw back what you know you, you can't take back in these these incidents. But uh, you know, he's got to be mindful. We went in there with five men. You know, by the end of the heat 15 in Bellevue. And then we had Ryder replacement. You know, we, we lost Charles Wright, who's, who's good for like eight to ten points easily at at, at, um, at Sheffield. Um, so our backs were against the wall, and you know, but uh, we just had to play it smart with the uh, the Ryder replacement rights because the track obviously you know threw up some curveballs with gates two and gates three being poor. So we didn't want to waste any rides with our Ryder replacement riders. So um, yeah, they could have clinched it earlier, I think, but they didn't. It was much closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be close. I thought there may maybe four or five points in it, maybe. Uh, but I didn't know which way it would swing. Um, but I was, I was surprised that, you know, it came down to, obviously, Heat 14, but it could easily come down to Heat 15 as well and uh, went the distance. And, yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, but I think, like, like you referred to young Tom, um, you know, Tom and Norrick were probably the key, key um, workhorses for us. You know, I think between them they got sort of 14 points or something like that. Um, and yeah, they were just you know, great, and so sort of probably went under the radar. Probably they were expecting to capitalise against the you know, the, the big guys, uh, our top three, and try to like nullify them, and, and probably they did. But uh, our younger younger guys um, were the ones that sort of really clinched it for us at Sheffield. Um, but like twelve points in a grand final to take a twelve point lead, and that's why I said to the boys, you know, like it's. 12 points is, is quite a, you know, a large margin and quite a, a huge advantage because the pressures of these grand finals you know, throw up curveballs. You know, you know, you, no, on, normal, on normal race night, you know, we would have gone to Sheffield and probably got smoked you know, 20, you know, 60, 30 because uh, the way they've been performing. But like, the same thing happened at our place. Um, you know, a grand final brings different tensions, different pressures, and um, I think we're the ones that cope with it the best. Back to what you're saying about Norick. I think I think Norick's a great signing, and um, I saw him at the Teesside Silver Helmet last year, which was his first actual ride. Because I think Robbie Kessler had, had, had got him involved in some meetings, and he did the Teesside Silver Helmet. He did the Peter Craven, I think, didn't he as well? And um, and a meeting at Wolverhampton, yeah. and yeah, he was um, he was good value. 
Yeah, no, we, um, I pretty much did a deal with him um, in Latvia, uh, the, the, the Spiro Nations. Um, I watched him, I've seen him ride a few times and then I was so impressed with him. I was just like, you know, I would like you to come to Bellevue. So that's where we started the negotiations. Uh, then, and then he came to England to do those three meetings and it was just like 100% he'd go nowhere else. He's coming to Bellevue. So he's got a big future, I think. It was, uh, it was after the Teesside Silver Helmet and we had this bizarre interview where he was talking about his love of cats and I thought this he's, is like... he, he's quality in an interview I'll give him that <laughs> he, he, he absolutely absolutely loves cats does Norrick Gladorn he's yeah. a real cat fancier it's, it's like a real thing for him you can talk to him about there's not many speedway riders you can just talk about cats to but he loves cats he's just he's one of a kind I mean he wears those those zebra um, coloured crocs everywhere he never takes them off mismatched you know socks he just doesn't care and you know, he's like the coolest customer going. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been really good. I've got to apologise. I probably had a chook in the house. We've got a chook in the house that's been annoying me all all interview. What's the chicken's name? Uno. We uh, we hatched her during lockdown, and um, long story short, like she ended up. She, she doesn't live in the house permanently, but she's in the house at the moment. So do they do they produce eggs and stuff for you then? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, good stuff. Yeah, tastes pretty good too. Well, yeah, a, fre- a fresh egg's always <laughs> the better chi- than the a chicken or the eggs. The chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you're never going to starve, are you? <laughs> we've, got, we've got a cockerel. Our cockerel's called Doug. <clears throat> so um, he wakes us up about five o'clock every morning. <laughs> if you're going to pick one, um, I mean, this is mine, but uh, if you're going to pick one highlight of the season beyond beyond winning the title, Speedwave Nations and stuff, one one other highlight you look back on on the 2022 season, what 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 would come to mind for for each of you? Just to round it off. Whew, that's a tough one. I mean, like. You know, I'm a proud Aussie and like lifting the nations was, a, was an amazing achievement after so long. And I think probably it, it may get it because like we've been trying forever to do that as, as a collective group. And, you know, like when I, when I say I, I picked that, it's, it's hard to, 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 to actually compare the two because we Aussies, we're so far away from home and we're, we're so sort of, uh, you know, sort of um, uh, distant from the rest of the, the guys, you know, because we can't just pop back, you know, for two hours and, and on a flight and be be home. You know, we're, we're away for the duration of the season. And, and I, I think when we get together, there's that bond that you can't explain. And to, to finally achieve, you know, winning gold after so long and coming so close so many times, it was just a, an unbelievable moment that we'll never ever forget. And, you know, uh, and it, like just a, the success is just wonderful. but. I think the difference with women with Bellevue, from what we've been through, you know, from when I came to the club in 2015, we were the whooping boys. I, I rode from in 2012, and, and I remember going to change rooms as a sign. It's like it's, um, it's about winning, and it's just like I remember there we were getting whipped all the time, and I actually put a, 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 a like a felt pen mark through the. It's about and I'm the, it's the only, and that was like 2012. Um, and we've still got that sign there now, but I think the fact that we, we, we've been through all these sort of hardships and, and, and you know, the new stadium and obviously the, the upset of the, the model going wrong in 2016 and, and having to restart and 
new owners coming in and, and having to try and you know, turn it around as a, as a business. Um, and, and, then, and then, so Adrian Smith, our CEO, leaving in, in February, and then sort of, I'm having to run the whole ship by myself. Uh, and the pressures that come with that and the stresses. Um, but what I'm getting to is when we went to Sheffield and we won, and those supporters, the duration that they did and, and what we went through, and we, we milked it for 20 odd minutes with those fans, uh, I, I think that was just unbelievable, just an experience um, you know, I'll never ever forget. And um, yeah, just, it was just a chaotic scenes, you know, and, and jubilation beyond belief. It was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic scenes to to, to see. Um, Tom, for you, what's your what's your big memory? I mean, I mean obviously, winning the title is going to be a big thing, and and all this stuff. But what, what's your sort of when you look back on twenty twenty two? What what do you think is going to be your memory of it? You mean? Um, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, for me, I mean, other than obviously winning the title, I mean, that will obviously stay on mind for a very long uh, for a uh, for a very long time. But uh, no, for me, other than that. Um, there has been a little bit of success this year for me, which which is quite cool. But I think I think I think the main thing was sort of one being a part of Cardiff, which was like a massive thing for me. I mean, obviously since I can since I can remember, I was like you know running around there with like with like with like a massive like earmuffs on, you know, like like a like a watching from the edge of like three or four years old. So obviously for me to be in that stadium and actually be, yeah, I mean obviously regardless of the result, that was something that will always stick in my head. And uh, and yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's been some some highlights, but I mean, probably probably the SGP two at, at Torum was uh, was something big for me because I kind of turned up there without having seen the track, and I was a racing against obviously some of the well the best under twenty one riders in the world, and I kind of held my own. So for me, that was something that, that obviously felt a lot. But no, I mean, this year this year to kind of I mean. There's obviously been some big highlights, but no, I mean, obviously, when 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 in the league, something probably nothing will really sort of come close to that. So no, for me, that was really something that, that, that will always stick in my mind. So the Aces Champions 2022, and my thanks to Tom Brennan there, to Captain Brady Kurtz, and to team manager and CEO Mark Lemon. Uh, in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we will have a look at what's happened in Sheffield's quest for silverware this season. Because because they've taken a huge stride towards claiming the uh, Premiership League Cup. And by the time you hear this, you will maybe know the final result because the second leg is set to happen on Thursday. So we'll have some reaction to uh, the first leg, which took place uh, at Kings Lynn on Monday night. And we're not far away from the grand final of the championship. It's the Leicester Lions versus the Pool Pirates. And we'll begin our preview with Leicester's Nick Morris and Ben Cook of the Pool Pirates having their say before the two sides clash due to be meeting for the first time on Friday at Pool Stadium with the second leg on Saturday. All that to come on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Okay, in this final part, let's have a look back at some recent meetings and get some reaction. And uh, starting with the Premiership League Cup final, which finally got underway on Monday. Sheffield taking full control of that with an impressive performance, winning 51-39 on Monday at the Adrian Flux Arena. The Tigers put their grand final disappointment well behind them to put themselves into pole position to land some silverware in the second leg at Ollerton on Thursday. The scores were level at 30 apiece 
apiece after Heat 10 at the Adrian Flux Arena, but Sheffield raced to four five ones in the final five races, with the Stars' only response coming in Heat 14. Tobias Mujalak with 12 plus 1 led the scoring with Adam Ellis on 11 plus 1 bonus, and former Kings Lynn man Lewis Kerr with 10 plus 1 bonus as well also in double figures, whilst Frederick Jakobsen with 12 and Thomas Jorgensen on 11 plus 1 all led the way for the hosts. Well, here now from the Kingsling team boss, Alex Brady. No, we came here full of confidence. Uh, preparation was, was perfect. Um, right up until half past seven, we, everything was in, in, in place and there was no complacency from our side. But yeah, sometimes things go well for you on the night. Other times they, do, they don't. And tonight was one of those nights it didn't. Um, we couldn't buy a start, unfortunately. Um, I thought after sort of heat four, heat five, we were might start to come into a bit more. It was, it was very nip and tuck in the early stages. But... Yeah, Sheffield just pulled on a little bit too strong for us and, uh, yeah, probably the better team on the night one. You would have been looking for a strong finish, but they provided it with four or five ones in the last five races. Yeah, when we had the interval at Heat 11, we spoke about the importance of making our starts and, you know, at that stage we were four down um, and we felt that we could come on stronger in that sort of final, final third of the meeting. But, yeah, we couldn't, again, changes didn't quite work for us. The changes they made to get out of the starts quicker didn't quite work and, yeah, it was it's just one of those and... Uh, yeah, I'm at a loss to explain why, to be honest, but it's, it's, it's bitterly disappointing. And obviously all we can do now is go to Thursday, do our very best to, to try and claw those 12 points back. And, and obviously next Monday, Bellevue, try and put some gloss on the season by, by beating the champions. Great performance the last time here against Wolverhampton. Everybody chipped in. It was a great team performance. But tonight, two riders did well, but the others a bit below par or a lot below par. Yeah, there was some there's some performances that the, the riders individually are disappointed with, and obviously, you know, rightly so, the fans are too. But yeah, it's it's professional sport, and obviously has to be winners and losers. But yeah, you, you can't afford against a team like Sheffield to, to carry five riders. If it's you know if it's the other way around, we had five on form and, and two not perhaps on form, it could have been a different story. But yeah, I just just unfortunately tonight it was um, it just wasn't enough us on form. I include myself within that as well. So the, the full eight of us, but. You know, we'll go to Sheffield Fairs, as I say, and, and, and try and try and claw those 12 points back and, and see where it takes us. Uh, there's Alex Brady. What about Simon Stead? We heard from him earlier after that uh, playoff final defeat and uh, I think he's going to be a little bit happier, isn't he, with uh, a decent lead to take back to Olerton. He's been speaking to Dave Rowe. Si, after, a, after what happened last week, attitude, commitment, bang on by your team. That was really, really impressive. Yeah, all of, uh, all of what you just said, Dave, which is uh, exactly what... I asked of them exactly what I expect from them uh, and they didn't let me down one little bit tonight. Um, just showed their professionalism and their want and um, you know their want to do the well uh, so well for this club. It's uh, they were all disappointed about about what happened on on Thursday and I think you've you've seen what that meant for them tonight just going out there and and getting back onto it and doing such a such a fine job. But look we know we know we're only at the halfway stage we know what can happen in these sort of meetings and um, we haven't won it tonight but we've we've just made just made life a little bit easier for ourselves on Thursday but we know we're only at the halfway point and we'll have the same determination and commitment on Thursday Why do they like this track so much? Your record here since you came up to the Premiership is phenomenal it's four wins and one draw and I think most of the wins have been by this sort of 10-12 point margin Yeah I don't, I don't to be honest with you I feel I feel confident anywhere I go with this team uh, they've done it for me home and away at lots of places this year and uh, you know that's that's down to the boys and their level of commitment so I can't fault their attitude everywhere they've been and uh, tonight makes me just that 
a little bit more proud uh, that after the the upset of, of Thursday they can come out with a performance like that and that gives you the chance to go back home on Thursday I know you said it's halfway there's still work to be done but you can finish the season off with a, with a big trophy well that would be uh, that would be great and go some consolation to uh, uh, to not winning the league so um, but it's not a given and like I said we'll 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 approach Thursday with, this, with the same determination and commitment that we have done tonight. And if we do that, then uh, then, then we will finish this sil- with, with some silverware. And I hope we do that because that would go some way in uh, repaying our fans who have travelled up and down the country with us all season with uh, uh, with some with some much much needed silverware. So Sheffield go for some silverware this Thursday at Ollerton Stadium, 7.30 the start time for the second leg of the Premiership League Cup final. The Championship Grand Final gets underway on Friday at Poole Stadium with the second leg in the East Midlands at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena on Saturday evening. And of course it is the Paul Pirates versus the Leicester Lions. The Leicester Lions running away with the league and the Poole Pirates having to go through all of the qualifiers uh, in the playoffs, the quarterfinals, the semi-finals but now they're through to the final to claim possibly their second bit of silverware this season, having won the Championship Knockout Cup last week. Let's look ahead to that fixture now with two key men for the respective sides. We'll hear from Ben Cook of the Pool Pirates in a moment, but first of all, here's Leicester's Nick Morris. Our team thought it's probably sick of seeing Pool Pirates in the final, but uh, nah, we've uh, had a had a good meeting at Pool at the start of the year where we, we beat them so um, unfortunately we didn't in the last one but we know what we can do and um, we're going to need to be on top of our game Friday and um, hopefully we can come away with a win at Pool. Yeah, you used the phrase obviously sick of seeing Pool in the final that they, they, they have been dominant they're always right, right in the mix at this stage of the season and that's uh, that, that, that's an extra target for the Lions isn't it to, to dethrone them of the title they already own? Yeah, exactly. Well, we finished top top in the league this season, so we've been the best team overall, and um, we've just got to be on our game on Friday. Um, if we all if we all do what we can do, then there's no reason we can't come away and, and win the whole show. So it's not going to be easy, but uh, it's all to play for, and we'll fight till the end. I was going to say you've proven in the past this season as well that that you're more of a match uh, for the Paul Pirates as well. So it's all about going into it with a, a sense of belief as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've definitely got that belief. Um, when when you've got two good teams like, like this, uh, crucial crucial things can happen and little mistakes from each team can be costly. So can't be throwing away any points and um, just both teams have got to be on their game and it's going to be a good one. And Stuart Dixon, as a team boss, he'll, uh, he'll certainly have you revved up for it? Yeah, for sure. Um, Stuart will be putting, putting all his passion into it the same as we are, so... It's going to be tough. Um, Pool have, have uh, improved all season long and, and they're going well at the moment. So we've, ha- we've been off the bike a lot too. So we need to, we need to be on it and um, we need things to go our way and let's hope it does. Nick, all the best to you in the line. Thanks, mate. Ben Cook, it's almost championship grand final time. Pool against Leicester and it's certainly a mouth-watering final in prospect. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming, but it's finally, finally here and... Weather permitting, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and obviously it's going to be a, a cracking two legs, a cracking 30 heats of Speedway. And uh, Paul right now certainly full of confidence going into this one. Yeah, we had that little dull mid-season, but um, yeah, lately everyone's been chipping in and we've been getting some big scores. But um, it all comes down to this one, doesn't it? It certainly does. Uh, Leicester, as you say, you beat them quite comfortably uh, not so long ago at Wimborne Road. But nevertheless, you know uh, Stuart Dixon will have his boys fired up for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I don't think we'll, uh, it'll be a similar scoreline, but obviously we hope so. But, um, you know, they're going to be coming there fired up and willing to put on a big show, but um, we will be too. You've only been around uh, Wimborne Road a, a couple of seasons, but nevertheless you, you know that they, they almost demand success um, at any level they're involved in, and um, it certainly runs through the veins at that club. Yeah, you know, they've had uh, such such good history in the club and uh, they've won a lot of trophies and, you know, it's good to be a part of it as well and obviously last year we, we done the double and hopefully this year, you know, we could do the, the triple with the Jubilee as well but um, there's still a little bit to go but um, we're on the right path. And just finally, from your own individual point of view, it's been a, a stunning season, particularly in the second half of it, uh, just racking up double double figure scores for fun really. Yeah, it's been good. Um, like I said, it's when you feel good and your bike's good, it's that's a good combo to have and at the moment that's that's how it is and yeah, I'm happy and it's it's at the right time of the season too, so um, that's handy as well. And all the best to you and the Pirates. Thank you. And so there's uh, Ben Cook and uh, you'll be able to keep tabs of what's happening in the Championship Grand Final. You can either be there at Paul Stadium on Friday or indeed at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena on Saturday for the second leg or you can watch live on the British Speedway Network where both fixtures will be screened live. Now Mildenhall demolished Berwick 67-22 at West Road to march into the National Development League Grand Final by a 42-point aggregate margin. The Fen Tigers recorded 11 5-1 advantages in a one-sided second leg with skipper Jason Edwards scoring 14 plus 1, a paid maximum, whilst reserves Luke Harrison and Luke Muff were also unbeaten by an opposing rider. Meanwhile, Carl Bickley accounted for half of the bullets total on the day with 11 points, including two race wins. They now set up a grand final in the National Development League against the Leicester Cubs. Let's hear from Jason Edwards, who got that paid maximum for the Mildenhall Fen Tigers. We didn't do ourselves any favours last night. Do you know what I mean? So, do, do you think that was because you maybe had more than one eye on today? Me personally, no. But I just got beat straight up. But I don't know. I think obviously we reserve-wise we struggled a hell of a lot. Um, but I mean, their whole thing is they want to try and get like a Luke Harrison and Ashton Bowen because suddenly you start bringing one of them in. We saw what Luke did today. Do you know what I mean? It was absolutely brilliant. So I think that was in the back of their minds. But I think every trophy is as important as the other, isn't it? You wouldn't have dared dream it went as well as it did today, would yeah, you? Yeah, I think Jace Gardner was saying we nearly got to 70, so I don't know if the club's ever done that before. But no, it was just, and like, like we were saying a minute ago, this just seems a good feel-good factor around everything. So it'd just be nice to finish the season on a right little high. Obviously, we haven't got the return leg of the final because that's always nice, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, we make the most of it and hopefully lots of, we get a good lead and lots of fans come down to Leicester. You're probably going to be sick of the sight of the Lion Cubs by the end of the season, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I've got like a, a we've got Premiership pairs there as well, and obviously we've got that. So we've we've had enough practice there, so we should be right around there. But yeah, like I say, I'd like to say that was our practice. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We kind of know what we're doing, and the track's not going to be any different. It gets a hell of a lot of use at Leicester track, but we've had our little go now. So as long as we make a change next time, that's the main thing that is important. It's quite often about momentum, though, isn't it? And you've certainly, as a team, built momentum right at the end of the season. Yeah, I think someone said there's like 11 5 ones or something mm. today. And, I mean, the last sort of three, four league meetings, everything's been, well, it's been going up and up and up. So, we've, like I say, everything's on zero again. Yeah, we've probably lost a knockout cup already, but the main thing is this um, National League playoffs. And, yeah, we start from scratch, nil-nil. And, yeah, if we've got the first leg, we can hopefully get do what we did today. And then off we go. Smiles on our faces. 
Always a smile on Jason Edwards' face. Tim Goff from Gen X Radio in Suffolk talking to Jason Edwards. And uh, that's about uh, the lot for this week on No Breaks, No Fear. Just time to have a look at the fixtures for the upcoming week. And there's not a great deal over the next couple of days, uh, really, to uh, look forward to in in, in terms of the uh, fixtures on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. But Thursday, League Cup final second leg. Could Sheffield be bringing some silverware to Alderton? They've got uh, that lead, 51-39 it is at the halfway stage. It gets underway at 7.30 this Thursday. Then on Friday, Championship Grand Final first leg, Poole versus Leicester at 7.30. National Development League, it's Armadale versus Leicester, also at 7.30. And uh, Teesside Silver Helmet, a cracking lineup for that. 7.30 the start time at the Echo Arena. Then on Saturday, it's the Championship Grand Final second leg, all to be decided at the Ball Chapman & Sons Arena. Leicester versus Poole starting at 7 o'clock. And then on Sunday, National Development League grand final first leg, Mildenhall versus Leicester at 2pm. And uh, then we've got the uh, second leg of the Knockout Cup between the same two sides, Mildenhall versus Leicester, uh, racing straight after the league meeting. So uh, it's all go there. Uh, that's uh, on Sunday at Mildenhall. And that's your lot for this week. We'll be back next week. It's going to be a busy one next week because we've got the uh, two rounds of the Premiership pairs. Um, hopefully we'll have the um, Championship decided as well. So all to come next week on No Breaks, No Fear. Have a great week and we'll speak soon. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.